Hey Brisbane, the Mixtape Tour is coming to your area of planet Earth. Saturday the 22nd of Jan 2022 at the Princess Theatre in Brisbane. Tickets on sale now through Ticketmaster. All other info on www.theprincesstheatre.com.au We cannot wait until January 22 to come over to Brisbane. It's been way too long. See you soon. Woohoo! Yes, and I Anietta. am Benny. How are you? <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. Me too. How are you going, guys? I didn't think I'm good, babe. I didn't think I would be. Yeah, I know. I, I, I sort of have a similar relationship with ABBA as well, to be honest. It's very yeah. exciting, though. It's really, yeah. really exciting. It yeah. is. And everyone's awesome. happy. Yeah. You're listening to the 80s montage and I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi, and tonight you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. We're talking mm. about Agnetha, Benny, Bjorn, and Anna Fred, of course, being ABBA, ABBA in Yay. the 80s. So how did you love them as a kid? Did What was your favourite ABBA tune? Um, I love Dancing Queen. I love Dancing Queen. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I love I God l- Save the Queen. I love the lyrics of it. I love the lyrics of Dancing Queen. It's a beautiful song. Mm, and, absolutely. And this is the thing. This is the thing about ABBA. Beautiful melodies, really beautifully written lyrics, well-produced songs like one after the other and just like, yeah, I, you, know, you feel good about them when you think about them, you know, ABBA? Well, you know, you just – I think every little girl and boy that's listening today is being transported back to that 1980s super trooper getting the vinyl record under the Christmas tree because it was around Christmas. And I'm yeah. going to make a fucking – I am going to tell you now 
ABBA will be number one this Christmas again. For sure. Because this is I the reckon big news. that'll happen. Well, these guys were bigger than fucking Volvo. They were the yeah. biggest export from Sweden and from Sweden and uh, they were incredible but they were intuitive. Like the songwriting was intuitive. It wasn't like they went, we must write the hit today. They just wrote fucking songs that yeah. people resonated with, you know. It was yeah. a different time. A lot of like a lot of soul to the songs, you know, like just be- beautiful sentiment in all of the songs, beautiful feeling in all of them. Yeah, lovely, fantastic, love them. Really excited about doing this because you think about you think of ABBA as being a seventy a 70s act, and look, they are. I mean, mm-hmm. they had they released eight studio albums, but the the last two were released in the eighties, and then. Um, you know they would they would go on the the girls would go on to their solo stuff the guys would continue working together throughout the 80s and so forth but um wasn't sort of until the 90s everybody during the 80s wanted them to get back together because they didn't sort of officially disband it just sort of happened you know they stopped they stopped recording um, and so everybody was hoping that oh, they'd have a year or two off and then they'd, they'd sort of get back together. But it never happened in the 80s. Never happened in the 90s. It's only happened now. It's very exciting. That's right. Incredible. New album. So we're going to do uh, – we're going to play a little bit of the new album at the end of the show, which is awesome. Now right. I just want to make everyone aware that we are – we have a music license just in case Benny and Beyond want to fucking tell us off with um, APRA and AMCOS. We are a registered podcast so we can play their music and all the artists on this show gets paid. So I just wanted to make that really clear. I know ABBA have always been a tough, tough guys to get songs from. Like they, they really had to talk Benny and Beyond around if you did it in a the theatre show. I mean Mamma Mia was their theatre show but when I did Countdown – the musical theatre with Brian Mannix years ago, they could not use an ABBA track. They were not yeah. allowed to. So They're they had to protective. make up their own song around that because at the end of the day, Molly Meldrum has a lot to do with ABBA being so fucking huge. Yeah. And he saw it before anyone really. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, great. I mean they had sort of two gorgeous girls up front the you know amazing songwriters the two guys and they they were such a fun act to look at you know they they just came across as being friendly and approachable and Aussies love them Aussies ate them up yeah that's right and i think in the 70s look you know um Zach Zedris rang us during the week who's a friend of ours who's a rock and roll guitarist you know like in melbourne and he said the best line he said you know during this pandemic Everyone deserves a little bit more ABBA. And I was like, that's fucking right. That's how it goes. And for me to hear that from like a rock and roll guy is hilarious because a lot of people that are into heavy metal or whatever love ABBA. And they also, they they go over so many genres of of ages and and sexualities and, and, you know, the genders. It's just such a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. It's – um. I know. I actually know a lot of rockers that like ABBA, like because they, especially sort of our generation, because they they grew up, you know, they grew up on ABBA, you know, when they were little kids and stuff. So even you know they've got a soft spot for them in their kind of musical development, you know. 
That's right. So Lovely. Benny and Beyond were obviously the songwriters and they used to live in a little house in Stockholm, I think, and they used to get together and write all the time. Like gone are the days where musos actually get together every day of the week and write songs. Like that shit doesn't happen anymore. No. And they were writing into intuitively so they weren't going, what can we do to sell a million records? They didn't know what was going to happen with this. They didn't even know at Eurovision they were going to win that competition with Waterloo. Yeah. You know, like they had yeah, no exactly. fucking clue. And I think that's the beautiful thing about them is that they they weren't rock stars where they fucking smashed shit up and, and did all this stuff. Like I remember the scene, I saw a, um, a little girl say to them in, in Australia that was an old interview from years ago, do you take drugs? Like they don't, they didn't even take drugs. They had families at this stage and they were just business people, especially Benny and Bjorn. And they were very fit. They were into sort of fitness and stuff and looked after themselves and so forth. I remember um, very young um, seeing them being played on Countdown and so forth. Um, But for me growing up, it wasn't until the 90s in 94 when, of course, their music was used in Muriel's Wedding and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, you know. And that sort of, I guess, started a massive renaissance uh, for ABBA, um, especially within the gay scene, you know, especially within the gay scene that, that because of the, the tie with Priscilla and so forth, uh, they had a big sort of comeback, you know. That was that was the beginning really of, of I believe, what, what sort of led to this, you know. Like first there was um, Mamma Mia on stage, then the musical and so forth and mm. and it's like they – it's like they've – you know, found their joy again out of all of that and their legacy being appreciated and you'd like to think so anyway, you know. Like so many years have passed and it's like, oh, let's release some more music. Well, I think Australia fell in love with ABBA in 1977. I yeah, think yeah, they for were sure. The, I mean, they were the biggest thing in this country. They came out and toured. Their live gig, the first gig they did, it fucking rained and there was, you know, hundreds and thousands of people sitting out watching the gig, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like the Beatles and they loved the Beatles. The two boys loved the Beatles. They think they're the most amazing band ever. So a lot of that getting to the aeroplane, like we had ABBA badges, we had ABBA T-shirts, we had fucking everything you could imagine that was ABBA, everything, ABBA game. I remember there being an ABBA fucking game, like a, Bloody, you know what he called it, where you throw the dice and shit. Oh, yeah, um, board game. Board game, that's oh. right. And it was just incredible. So I think with Molly's help, I think they did create a career because then after they got serious in Australia, then England started to look at them as being, oh, what's happening here, this? Because yeah. you do Eurovision, you could be a one, one-hit wonder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now um, we, we did have a big... Uh, a big list of subscribers join uh, from a previous show. Yeah, we did. And we'd like to shout out to you guys and say good day to you now. We're going to go through our new subscribers at the end of this show. But good day, guys, if you're joining us, you know, if you're sort of um, launching off with us now, new subscribers, good day. Awesome to have you on board. And I'm yeah, glad, absolutely. I'm glad you're coming on for this one because it's a real sort of feel-good feel episode this so very exciting. It is so, and it's fun. Yeah. So sort of late 70s was when 
I guess ABBA really were reaching this zenith of their career really hot. Songwriting was really com- coming together. They were massive. They released, um, I guess, it was, it, it was a compilation album, wasn't it? ABBA the album. It was sort of everything. It was everything they had done up until that point. No, it was a studio album, wasn't it? The ABBA, ABBA the album that they released the in 77. I have um, no idea. I only got into them the best of ABBA. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking uh, about? Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about the one that they released in in uh 77. No, sorry, I'm getting my wires crossed. It wasn't a wasn't a bloody compilation album. It was called it might have been Al- a live album. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um that they were sort of riding off a lot of the success with that because that was when they they actually got a bit of um, – they started charting in the US as well. Previous to that, it was Australia, Sweden, of course, throughout Europe and the UK to a certain extent. But sort of after ABBA the album, they got – they were getting murmurs through the US, you know. So they, they were they were really sort of hot all around the world. Um, directly after that – now, this is the thing with ABBA. It was two couples. It was Bjorn and Agnetha and Benny and Frida. Now, um, Bjorn and Agnetha actually divorced sort of around this time and right before they released the album, the follow-up album to this, uh, Voulez-Vous in 79. They, they you know, uh, Bjorn and Agnetha got divorced right right before that. And they sort of, it, it got into the press. They came out and said, look, it's not, not going to affect the band. It's going to be fine. You know, we're going to continue. It's going to be fine. Everyone sort of chilled out. So Voulez-Vous had uh, big, you know, they had the single Voulez-Vous. They had uh, Chikatita. I can never fucking say it, but there we go. Chikatita. Um, yeah. Chikatita went to number two. Chico Rolls. <laughs> yeah, Chico Roll. Chico Chico Roll. Used to remind yeah. me of Chico Rolls, Chikatita. I'd be like, oh. I feel like a Chiquito bar. What's uh, going on? All the songs around this period really excite me in their catalogue because it's sort of they were exploring disco and, and you know, that sound. Uh, they were really sort of, I, I guess, growing in that way. But the production, the lyrics and the song, the feeling of the songs themselves getting more complex, you know. Um, loved it. Amazing chord progressions. Really, really loved it. Uh, Chikatita went to number two. It would have gone to number one, but for Heart of Glass. So that sort of gives you, um, by Blondie, that gives you an indication sort of what was happening on the musical landscape at that time. Incredible, incredible time for music. The following year, 1980, would be Super Trooper, the album. It would come out then. So we're up to speed. Basically. Yeah, and look, my favourite track would be SOS, which was about their third single. They did release a bit of a bum single after Eurovision and they kind of blame. I think it was I Do, I Do, I Do they released after Eurovision and they sort of said, oh, it wasn't really the best thing we could have done. And then <laughs> Dancing Queen was when they bought it or Molly put it together and then they released it in Australia. We've got yeah. to remember all four of these people had absolutely careers in music way before ABBA had come yeah. to, to this. They hadn't That's even right. thought of being in a band together. They were hanging out as two couples yeah. and then the penny dropped and they went, oh, maybe we should be in a band together because Agneta and Frida had their own solo careers. Benny and Bjorn, I think Benny was in a band called the Hep, Hep 
Tats or something or Hepcats mm-hmm. or something. And uh, so they knew stardom. They knew what it was about. So they didn't really think, hey, this might just really go big. I don't think their songs got better. I think they were fucking there right from the start. Yeah, right. Okay. I actually do not think their songs gradually got better. I think they were fucking brilliant right from the start. Mm, yeah, yeah. Cool, fair Who enough. Who sings a song about fucking Waterloo, you know? Waterloo, yeah, we didn't right. know what we were singing. Yeah. We thought, you know, and, and it was such a beautifully – I actually found the disco era of ABBA a little bit um, – because, you know, Benny for me is an amazing pianist and, and keyboard player. I just mm. found that the music then, the thing that inspired me with that music were the backing vocals yeah, yeah. and the keyboard lines. But musically I think their 70s stuff was really full on and really – Stuff because they used to speed it up in the studio, so they'd record the song and then speed it up in the studio and re record it again to make yeah. it sound bigger. Mm. So I thought they were great, uh, definitely. Never they never found their thing, they already had it, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, really strong. All that you know, all during all of that 70s period, and and right into these sort of last two albums as well. Yeah, so the first track we played was Lay Your Love On Me, Super Trooper 1980, one of my favourites. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really disco. It's sort of leftovers of Oulet Vu a little bit, like it sounds like something they would have had on that record. Yeah. And it was just a good starter. I mean we could have played some – we could have done Super Trooper but how about we give Super Trooper a go now. This was released in November 1980 and it was the third single from the Super Trooper album. Yeah. Here we go. Super Trooper beams are gonna blind me but I won't feel blue like I always do cause somewhere in the crowd there's Love it. Pumps, beautiful bass line. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Their bands were phenomenal as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they used to take 10 pieces out. I think they took a 10 piece out on Super Trooper. So it doesn't surprise me that they're going to have a 10 piece on the new tour. Mm. Even though they're not physically going to be there, it's still a George Lucas way of looking at things where they're going to be avatars. Yeah. And it's going to be super. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now this song um, this yeah. song was their coincidentally their last number one in the UK. Uh they you know, they 
obviously lots of lots of uh, number ones all around the world. This would be the last one in the UK. I'll refer a lot to the UK charts for some reason, just because um, of the, they had you know tons of number ones in Sweden and neighbouring European countries, um, and the charts here was sort of different. I think like the UK is a good kind of middle ground between the two, between us and their their home country, I guess. So I've got a, a few references to the UK tonight in terms of the charts. Yeah, I'm going Australia, mate, because we fucking own them. Yeah. Awesome. We own them, without a doubt. I watched a Don Lane episode today with ABBA on it. Yeah. And the amount of gold records they won in this country was unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like I'd never seen so many. Like he read out all the records and stuff. So I was really excited that. But there was a little part where Don Lane just made out like he didn't know much about them and it was so stupid because <sighs> you should have just fucking known shit. Anyway, uh, this was really cute where he – uh, Agneta is teaching Don Lane to pronounce her name. Have listened to this. Agneta. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll teach you that afterwards. What? How do you say it? <laughs> Tell me how you say it. It's very difficult. Agnetta. 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 Is that it? Yeah. That's really good. I have another one for you. Another one for me? So they were very witty kind of dudes, you know. They were, they were, because you expect them not to be able to speak a word of English. Yeah. I almost forgot. I was watching old interviews today and I thought, can they even speak English? And then they would, Molly went out to Sweden and interviewed them not long after they'd put their singles out here. And they were fluent in English. Oh, yeah, very eloquent. But like you, you forget can... about that as a kid because of the, 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 the way they speak and they sing like that as well. You get confused, you know? Yeah, yeah, you, you don't quite expect it. But, yeah, very, very eloquent, uh, you know, within their English usage. You can see that in the songs, you know, how they're written beautifully. Yeah, so Super Trooper is where they had a bit of a different look here. They both got perms. One had permed blonde hair and the other one had permed red hair. Yeah. But yeah. I think Frida looked fantastic in this time. Frida was a bit hit and miss. I love her, but she's a bit hit and miss. She can look a bit scraggy and then yeah. she can look really cool. And uh, I did enjoy the Super Trooper <laughs> and all the kids in the video and the fact that there was some really good singles that weren't released. Well, they weren't singles, they weren't released. Songs on the record that were little Christmas surprises. Yeah. Because we'd heard yeah. The Winner Takes It All, we'd heard Super Trooper and then you get the record and then there's all these other things on there that are really, really good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've got this album upstairs. I was yes. listening to it the other day when they announced the new songs. So. Yeah, right. It's a yeah, great like, album. Fuck yeah, of course I've got this, yeah. It is, it is. And this the, this look is um, around this time is one when they're often where you see like t- tribute bands and so forth or people sort of uh, taking them off or paying tribute or whatever, they'll refer to this look. You know, it's a very kind of homogenised uh, ABBA look, you know, with them. Super Trooper? Yeah. What fucking band? Show me. They're what? always dressing up in the cat and the dog outfit. That's their look. No, they do the, the I've, I've seen never seen a band do Super band. Trooper. 
Yeah, yeah. In all in the white, they all with the white gear on. Yeah. White gear, yeah. The the bloody white gear is very seventies as well, though. I've it never is, seen. Yeah. I've never seen the Super Trooper perm on any bands, and we must sort of reach out and and to talk about Beyond again, who obviously were the only thing we could see in Australia and around the world when ABBA had disappeared and ran out into the forest, like Anietta did. And Beyond Again were the first tribute band and I know John Tyrrell and I was around him at this time and they started off doing a venue in Brunswick, I think it was, and this is a time where there were no tribute bands. It was not even fucking thought of. Yeah. Like you didn't have a Kiss band, you didn't have a fucking ABBA band. This was a, a huge risk for Beyond Again and the John Tyrrell management to take this show on the road. Now there were 15 people at the first gig. No yeah. one fucking wanted to see a band do ABBA the whole night. That's not what we did. Yeah. We had yeah. cover bands, blah, blah, blah. So now when they became a worldwide success where they released Flashdance in the UK and that hit the top five and I think Eurasia had a hit out having an ABBA look at the same time. They, they did a That's, whole EP. Erasure did a whole EP. But yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they did Ville Ville, remember? They they um they released that. But no, they did Take a Chance on Me and Ville Take a Chance on Me. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, only saw Take a Chance on Me. But um, the thing was... It was starting to sort of get hot but then as soon as they went overseas and franchised Beyond Again, then we had all these other fucking ABBA I mean there's so many ABBA cover bands and I'm here to tell you people, you're not the fucking first, Beyond Again were. And I have to be really protective over it because this is why I want to know and, and we were – because Maddie and I were talking about it the other night. It's like, okay, you go and see an ABBA tribute band and the first thing they're fucking in is the cat and the dog outfit, right, the white pants with the fucking karate kid, the karate outfit. I've never seen them do – some of their looks were exceptional, like the blue jumpsuit with the stripes were incredible. Yeah. But everyone seems to use the same old costumes. Beyond again, don't. I know they don't. But I remember them telling me they were making those costumes – um, at the time. But it was a time where we didn't have ABBA and it was a really clever move yeah. to do that. And then, of course, where are we now with 24 million ABBA bands, 16 yeah. million KISS bands and, and you know, we're in a tribute band ourselves. But um, it got to the stage where John asked me to join Beyond again and I was only 19 and I, I thought I was going to be this amazing rock star and I went, oh, no. I won't do that, you know, but fuck, I could have been driving a Mercedes now. <laughs> yeah, they were very successful and a huge hit in Australia, those guys. And sort of all we had. So this is another thing that's so exciting is we're getting the real thing back. Um, and another thing is people might say, oh, why are they touring as, as avatars, you know? No way. They would have an office of fucking a thousand people running their business, right? Like they are a fucking empire. Mm. If you're going to put out a song that streams, what do you reckon you're going to make? You're going to make fuck all, right, compared to what you used to in the 70s. Yeah. With LPs and CDs and everything. Yeah. Yes. All my gay mafia will buy the fucking records and the tapes. They've got tapes out. They've got CDs. All of my friends will buy that stuff. Yep. yep. But – at the end of the day, you have to tour whether you're fucking ABBA or not. Yeah, exactly. To make money. Yeah. yeah. So this whole thing is going to be exciting because they can sort of – look, I know that they'll probably be in the crowd half the nights anyway. 
Mate, it will sell out. You know, like it, it won't matter. Like it'll it'll be enormous. It will sell out. And oh, it'll be an incredible show. It'll be an incredible show. I reckon what so too. What they'll put together will be awesome. They've look. They've never done a bad thing. You know, like it'll it'll be amazing. It'll be really cool. Love it. Now I looked online to get tickets, mm. and I brought four tickets for us for September Fuck next off. year. Yes, yeah, so happy off. Christmas to you. <laughs> Fuck off. Yes. Oh my god. That'll so be we're fucking going amazing. in September. <laughs> I know, right? They oh weren't badly God. priced. They oh. weren't badly priced. So I Is got pre-sale. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going around my birthday next year if we oh. fucking can. If we can't, I've got four queens in bloody UK all go anyway. But <laughs> um, yeah, I got online. I just wanted to th- see if I could get some, and I brought four fucking tickets in general admission. Oh, that'll be awesome. I know, oh, right? Cool. Oh, it's just is, full circle. It's going to be Maddie incredible. Exi- is Maddie excited? Maddie won't be excited, but he's going. <laughs> no, he will be because it's got something to do with George Lucas in a little way, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, his yeah, yeah. Sort of, his sort of thing and uh, he can't remember what George's – what's George's um, business called? Lucas Films. Like, yeah, oh, uh, light um, and sound or something. Yeah, Boom. light and magic or whatever. ILM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, industrial so, light and magic. There you go. We're going, baby. Hey, how exciting. Ah, oh, that's awesome. And it's not – and then I've looked back today to see how I went and I think they had tickets to September the 6th and now yep. they've opened up till the 30th of September. So right, they're flying out the door. Yeah, awesome. And I oh, don't well, think they were badly priced at all. Oh, well, I got you a uh, little phone stand for your phone, so. <laughs> awesome, babe. Awesome. Well, look, uh, you know what? We're going to have to work it out where we go between gigs and stuff because I know October we're doing Queensland, but mm. we can go for 10 days or something. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Why yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and after the year we've had, the last couple of years we've had, I'll get on a plane whenever. Totally, 100%. How exciting. Oh, let's have some more music. Yeah, baby. Now, this is a fucking great track. I love it. And it's also from Super Trooper. And I better just find it because I did. Here we go. Have a listen to this. Sexy as.
Oh, Jay's gone to pack his suitcase. <laughs> Thought you'd gone to pack your suitcase. <laughs> what a sexy song. What a it's, sexy song. It's very sexy. You forget Aussies about are, little little gems like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good album. It's a really good album. The sort of um, they they possibly could have released way more singles from this, you know. Yeah, well, this one went to number nine in Australia. It was the fifteenth and the final single ah. um, in the eighties, I think, but or something like that. But the the video was just of a photo montage, which was kind of sexy as well, because it just. Yep. From their Las Vegas concert, yeah. So wow. I just think it's incredibly sexy, and I yeah. hope they do some of these sexy songs. I'm sure they're going to do the hits, but I hope there's a couple of little, you know, where we can just have a drink and slut around. You know, yeah, it's yeah. so slutty, yeah, it's so fabulously yeah. slutty. And you know, look at me, and you know, everything's based around a nightclub, and you know, cigarette smoking, and you know, yeah. And I've also yeah. done the the bands. Fucking astrological charts tonight too. So oh, good. Cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We can work out where it all went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nah, <laughs> not really. I'm not that good. But there is a couple of things I've noticed which is very cool. Ah, uh, sweet. Oh, Love how exciting. Um, we've got a little commercial now, yeah? We do. This awesome. is very special. Do you remember this? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But have a listen. It was a campaign. Here we go. There's so much more to national. So much more than just the many, many things we make for you. There is so much more to national. And we feel a part of you and all the many things you do. And as years go by, we still be there to work and care and see you make it through. Wow. Oh. So there were five commercials made for National. Yeah. Now, when I was – this was out in 1976, so I'm six, right? I can't yep. even – I can fucking barely walk. Maybe uh-huh. I could. Can't remember. When this ad came on, it was it was. Why? Playing. What was wrong with you? And, uh, <laughs> that's you true. Were, you were I was barely. already drunk. <laughs> you were I was barely drunk. six. She couldn't <laughs> walk. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember that far. Already, already finishing dad's beers. Yeah, I remember. So <laughs> it was played on the ABBA special on Channel 9, but I think Daryl Summers did. I can't remember. Okay. 9th of October 1976. So they played these commercials and my fucking head swung around so fast and I didn't even know what the product was but – it was like, you know, National and now Panasonic, I think. Right, okay. So they took an Australian film crew over there to film them in Sweden and they did a series of five ads. Now, can you imagine how much money they would have made doing this? Gosh, yeah. Like yeah. the song has been, the lyrics have been changed to the song and I'm pretty sure it was for, 
It may not have been just for Australia, but it was definitely a huge campaign. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a it's a huge coup for them, like to get them to basically rewrite and re-record their song. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Very camp yes. when you look at it as well. It's like, oh, God, I do remember this, but you vaguely remember it. Yeah. Like there's so yeah. many things they did. Because ABBA used to come out to Australia and not tour all the time. They would come out and do TV shows or and stuff like that and they go, when are you coming out to tour? Yeah. You know, almost like Pink. You know, Pink is so big in this country she's probably bigger than she is anywhere in the world. She yeah. comes here all the time. So and and, 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 and it's, oh, my God, have I got fucking something wrong with me? Um, in Australia we were breaking a lot of these huge bands. Mm. Which is great, but um, what a, a fantastic a commercial! Of, a lot of um, a lot of artists, you know, we've spoken about this before because Australia is so. We've got like this sort of very, you know, I'm probably pat, pat, patting ourselves on the back or something, but you know, a very contemporary modern culture. On the other side of the world to the rest of the world. You know, we, we are very isolated. We are very isolated here in Australia from the west of west, uh, from the rest of Western culture, you know. So it's almost like a testing ground um, for a lot of artists because it's sort of – it's a smaller population but it's like an amazing testing ground just to test, thing out, test things out and see how they go um, and, and they will – you know, look at the data, look how Australia responds, look at the data and then they may release it, you know, to the rest of the world. Modify it, do it in the same way. But, yeah, that's the, the thing about Australia is like if things are a huge flop, they haven't done a big international release and wasted heaps of money. You know what I mean? They'll try, try it out in Australia, see how it goes. If it's successful here that will kind of bolster their advances towards the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think. I think, I think we're big music fans at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, true. We just love yep. music. And and we're a lot – we're not as conservative as a lot of other countries. Mm. And it wouldn't matter who you were. If we love you, we'll, we'll put you up there. Yeah. Um, I think especially in the 70s we were pushing our own artists as well and yeah. they were becoming successful overseas. So that sort of made every record company look at Australia and go, hmm, what's happening down there in that little spot down there? Yeah. Let's send you over there. But I think – and a lot of bands were – I think Abba and Kiss though, it was something that Molly really fucking pushed and went, you know what, because he's a dancing queen, you know what I mean? He yeah. knows his music. And I think – they were very lucky because after Eurovision, nothing might have happened. Mm, exactly. You just don't know because you need to do Eurovision to get out of your own little country that you're locked into. They were obviously huge in Sweden, all four yeah. of them. Yeah. And then you get on the world stage at Eurovision. You don't sort of expect to go much further. They, they even said themselves, we didn't expect to go much further. Yeah. And then they said it wasn't until Australia where – you just took hold of everything, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't think that was a marketing thing. I think that was a fucking huge mistake. Mm. Um, not mistake in a bad way but they didn't realise that this was just going to swing so hard yeah. that they would be the biggest band in the world through mm. having Aussies watch them. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. 
really, really interesting. And I even thought, I didn't even know how it happened when I was little. Like I used to, my grandmother was a huge ABBA fan and she would buy the Best of ABBA and the the cover of the Best of ABBA is one of the most iconic fucking covers in history with Agnetha's uh, leg and, and the whole thing and, and they're sitting on the chair and you just remember it and you go, oh, it just gives you those warm fuzzies and then the songs on them were, was amazing. But my grandmother bought Olé Vous um, when it first came out and I just wanted to go to my grandmother's every Sunday because she had the ABBA records and and I couldn't get there, could not get there any fast enough, you know what I mean? And she would dance with me. And this is where I feel, even though I'm not a fan hag where I go, you know, I own ABBA and I'm fucking an ABBA fan, it's where I come from. The, the range of the girls. Like yeah. there's a, a really high note in Dancing Queen at the end, which is super high. These girls had the most amazing ranges. Yeah. And when you're a little girl watching this and trying to reach those notes, it's training you to come out of your comfort zone. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Almost. Yeah. So if these guys weren't around and I weren't watching them, and you could say that about sexuality – the gay boys loved ABBA and they were they were the little girls that didn't know what they wanted to be or little boys and it it actually transformed a lot of people in, yeah. a, in a huge way. For sure, absolutely. There's, there's an amazing sense of release with ABBA, like they're just released with their emotions and everything. There's, you know, beautifully, beautifully expressive as well, like in terms of emotionally, you know, and and that's really sort of – what you're saying, like really hooking in the young girls and and um, the little gay boys and so forth, you know. Um, but, yeah, be, yeah, beautiful, beautiful music. Awesome. Because I think Olivia Newton-John was on the same show with Eurovision on that day. R- right. And I think um, they were up against Olivia and they didn't think they would beat Olivia. And she was and representing the UK, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right because she was a bit of both. She's and her mummy. mother was European as well, you know, so yeah. she could have been anyone really. Because, but um, exciting times! Oh God, I'm getting my my phone's blowing up, honey. Yes. Yeah. Have we got another gig? Have we? No, I was on Wentworth tonight, and and it's the scene we're all waiting for, but we won't say anything. Oh, <laughs> that one! Yeah, I've just had my phone blow up. Oh, well, oh, that's wow. cute. I haven't even watched it, so I'll watch it after. Oh, shit. Recording. Well, let's get so, moving yeah. and you can you can go and enjoy that. Oh, awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. I'm not in any hurry. I hope it looks good. That's yeah, all. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember today I thought, oh, shit, should I, re- I should be watching Wentworth just in case. And, yeah, no, it's happened. So that's hilarious. <laughs> um, Very now exciting. we want to talk about. Let's just play this song. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether you love this song as much as I love this song. It makes me cry. Yeah. It's, of course, as you said before, Anietta and Benny, uh, Anietta and Benny, Anietta and Bjorn's divorce. It's about the divorce. And it was released on the 21st of July, 1980. And it's the saddest fucking song, but what a brilliant track. And let's have a listen to it now.
I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history I played all my cards And that's what you've done too Nothing more to say No more ace to play The winner takes it all The loser is standing small Beside the victory That's her destiny I was in your arms Thinking I belong there I figured it made sense Such a powerful vocal by Agnetha. Mate, Amazing. she can sing. Yeah, yeah. Building me a fence. I love that line, building me a fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was building her a fence and then they fucked it. Ah. Uh, oh, puppy dog eyes. It's just incredible sort of the their ability to, to take their life and – it's quite raw. Like this, this song Very is quite raw. raw, you know. Very um, honest as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, really open, beautiful. So I've got the their star signs. I want to talk about the star signs just quickly because people do mm-hmm. love when I get into the star signs now. And Yetha was an Aries. Do you believe that? She was wow. an Aries. She was born on the 5th of the 4th, 1950. So she is the youngest of all four. Mm. But she's got a Scorpio moon. Now, Scorpios, Aries gets shit done. She's been very airy in her whole life. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I reckon she would have just burnt out. Aries like to go, 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 and then they yeah. just fucking collapse, right? Yeah. So that's what she would have run into the forest after the Abba thing and gone, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Scorpio moon, so she was quite intense, so... That would help singing a song like this to yeah. be intense, and and I'm sure there were a lot of heated arguments with her and and uh, Bjorn because Scorpio moons are really full on, yeah, really full on. Um, now we look at Bjorn. Bjorn was born on the 24th of the fourth, 45. I hope these dates are right, guys. Let me know if they're not. Taurus sun, beautiful Taurian, beautiful Taurians, very creative, love their food. Just really cool, earthy people, which they were. Beyond was very earthy. Libra Moon. So their Libra Moon is all about relationship. Yep. So I think by looking at this, at the end of ABBA, uh, I, even though they assume that the relationship, because they always say that if they didn't have ABBA, they wouldn't have been in the relationship as long. Yeah, Probably true because yeah. Libra Moon's, they really need to be in a relationship of some kind, either a band or they need to be in a physical relationship. I yep. think after they split up, that's why Abba would have just shut down because yeah. when you look at Benny, Benny's born on the 16th of 12th, uh, the 12th, 1946. He is a Sagittarian son with a Libra moon. So both Bjorn and Benny have Libra moons. So it makes sense that the both of them would be, 
write songs about relationships yeah. and have a relationship to this day. Yeah. And yes. understand each other so well. So the way it's just so beautifully formed that the two Libra moons, they've no longer the girls are with them or whatever. I think it would have been really quite boring for them to actually keep Abba going without some relationship thing there. But they kept the relationship between each other. Mm. Frida, on the other hand, is an interesting one. Frida is born on the 15th of the 11th, 45. Mm. And she's a Scorpio sun. Now, Scorpio yeah. sun would get on very well when Agnetha's Scorpio moon. So they would have been a little bit competitive but not really. Yeah. They would have understood each other and that in, in that in, intensity that would work on stage. But she's got a Piscean moon. Now, I've got a Piscean moon and I've got a Scorpio ascendant. So for me, when I looked at Frida, she kind of scared me a little bit. There was yeah. a very Scorpio thing about her. Um, and very Piscean moon. So yeah. that's a little bit about their astrology. I didn't get their ascendance or anything, but I just wanted to touch on that. But it sort of makes sense with the with the two Scorpios, um, the moon and the sun getting along really well. But just having the boys with the Libra moons, all about relationships, still have a relationship now. And I think those two would be holding it all together. Yeah. And Frida, Piscean moon, would be feeling like she wants to get out there again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great thing. Now – Let's look at Frida. Frida is obviously our one dick wonder this week. Oh. So we've got an intro. Look at this. Frida's our clever little dick tonight with a one dick wonder. We love this song. So this is where you see the Scorpio in Frida come out. Mm-hmm. That Scorpio Piscean moon where she's feeling it but she's going to fucking kill you at the same time. That's It's so exciting. So this is why I love this song and, and obviously you love this song as well. Yes. Um, and we'll give it a go. Let's have a listen to our one dick wonder. Oh, 
What a ripper. Love it. Love that song. And it may sound familiar to our long-term listeners. We have used it in the show before in part one of uh, our – Episode 63. Episode 63 of Going Solo. So all about sort of – Members of huge bands that went solo. Yeah, pretty much. Now, the interesting thing about this song, it was written by Russ Ballard Mm -hmm. who wrote God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Ah, God yes. gave rock and roll yeah. to you, which is a fucking great song. Yeah. Because people don't realise that was a cover. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But produced by Philly, our mate Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Phil Collins. And it was huge. It gave this sort of a real, a really sort of international vibe. This, this did quite well in the US as well, chart in the US. Yeah, mainly, it did. It did. Mainly um, with the help of MTV and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, she looked great, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Really, she re- they really played on, I guess, her – she could be quite severe sometimes and they really oh, sort of – Oh, the Scorpio, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Really played on that um, and it really worked. You know, it was really this, – this was, this was a big hit for her. Uh, throughout Europe, US, and so forth. Yeah, good on it. They both look. They both had um, both Agnetha and Frida. Did they re- released a lot of solo music through the eighties? And it's almost like, I, I mean, I know the girls went off solo. They all they were always going to. You know, they were they were kind of musicians in their own right beforehand, um, and they had be- become huge and developed their act throughout ABBA. Of course, they were always sort of going to leap off and, and go solo. But it's almost like, as you say, it was two couples that came together. It's like when they left, it's like the boys stayed together. Yeah, that's And the right. girls kind of stayed, yeah. you know, in sync as well. Yeah. Interesting. Ex- exactly that. And that's why I wanted to look at their star signs because even though I only did their moon and star or the sun mm. sign, you can still see little bits of shit that would be, you know, obviously the two boys would have stayed together for a long time. And then they did chess and all that stuff as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's really interesting. So the boys in 84 would uh, write chess, the musical, the Broadway musical with Tim Rice and have um, One Night in Bangkok as the big sort of breakout single, which I love. Um, and they, they, they do a lo- fair bit of writing, producing, well, fair bit. They do a lot of writing and producing sort of continuously throughout the 80s, the boys. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, they, had, they, did, they didn't know where to go after ABBA. I mean, you wouldn't, would you? You'd be like, what are we going to do now? And, exactly. And I think Benny has his own orchestra still. Mm. And they still they just they're just still working really really hard, yeah. and I'm amazed the girls have come on board because this they've been working on this new project for four and a half years already. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. which is a long time, and that, that would have been before the pandemic. Could you imagine starting a project like this and then the pandemic hits and getting to this and then like going yeah. there goes four hundred million. Up but the I'm, fucking down the toilet. Fuck, I'm glad it's happened though now because uh, t- to be honest, it's the nicest thing that's happened all year. That's oh, right. fuck. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. So we're going to play something from the Visitors album because we thought we think we should. We should. 
Now, this is a, an interesting album. I had a look at the video today. It's quite mm. sad. She's sort of at a train station trying to pick up this dude at the station and she's got such a beautiful face, Agneta. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been really difficult for them to do because obviously she is seeing other people past Beyond, but you felt weird as a fan. It's like, man, you should be fucking with Beyond. I felt kind of weird as a kid. I was like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? Beyond no one really needs understood. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We didn't. And it broke our hearts. Yeah. Like, exactly. We didn't know why this was happening. And, and it was probably the first major relationship where I had sort of an understanding that people break up. I yeah. know that sounds weird, and, and but I didn't have that in my family at all. And sort of more importantly, moving on from, you know, yeah. moving on from the breakup. Like the breakup doesn't define them for the rest of their life. They they get on with it, especially when they're sort of able to work with each other as well, you know, can continue with each other for as well. For a little well. while, yeah, they did. That's right. Now the so thing, this came yep. out in 81, the thing that would have, made it difficult as well, this album. During the recording of it, Benny and Frida broke up. So Benny and uh, Benny and Frida divorced um, uh, yeah. right before it was released. So, yeah, during the during the recording. And this would come out the following year after Super Trooper. So, mm. so let's give it a listen. My house at eight because I always do. My train, I'm certain, left the station just when it was two. I must have read the morning paper going into town and having gotten through the editorial, no doubt I must. Yeah, absolutely. What a cool little song. And this sort of, um, this album and the singles that came off it, you could really see the styling had changed for them. You know, they're going sort of quite 80s with their clothing and, and so forth. So big sort of change in direction on all fronts for these guys. That's right. And you, we kind of felt the end coming. You'd even we were young, but we went. Oh, this could be the last record. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not looking good, you know. Yeah, I know they've said they're not going to split up, but we're kind of feeling like there's something going on. There was something. I know there's something going on. Yeah, some 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 feeling of like things just sort of 
winding down a little bit. Yeah, you could you could sense something. Um, they would have a couple of singles that would do well from from this album, from the visitors. Uh, one of us was their last. Yeah, one of us was their last top ten hit. Um, it would go to number three uh, in the UK. And um, Head Over Heels would go to number 25. So it was still chart, uh, but, yeah, not a, not a huge, huge hit for them. Um, so, yeah. Can I be honest? I really didn't get this record. No? No. No? No. I was a bit naughty. Okay. I didn't get it. I kind of, I mean, look, when Abba Gold came out, it all started again and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, um I do remember the singles, mm. but I, I think I might have been at that age where I was like, mm, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, you just think of everything changed. Everything changed in these couple of years, 70, uh, 79, 80, 81, the musical landscape. Well, New Romantic came in and I was like, look at those boys. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, look, they would they – would, Unofficially disband in '82, the the year after, um, and sort of all go on to do separate things and so forth. But but um, look, as as we've said, so well loved, and everybody was waiting for them to get back together to release new material, and just amazing that you know it hasn't happened until now. It's incredible, and how amazing that everyone that's paid to be in this project has not fucking leaked a word. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, you have to be so fucking honest and and not tell anyone even on Facebook that you're yeah. working with ABBA, blah, blah, blah. We have to do that with Wentworth. If we say anything and they find out, we are fucked. And you wouldn't yeah. want to. Yeah. You've got to be a team player. But you could just imagine the excitement of, of having – because, look, if this happens – on such a big scale, this is going to go for four years or something, right? Mm. Can you imagine, um, like Maddie said, Gene Simmons will be putting his fucking hand out very soon. You know what I mean? He'll be like, yeah. oh, well, we'll do it. But the the thing about ABBA is we have not seen them for so many years. With Kiss, they've come back on their fucking Kiss tour. Yeah. Oh, we're back again, 50 years, whatever. They've been going for fucking 50 years trying to leave the town, whatever. Yeah. I've yeah. been to one of the gigs. So we've got that thing. Now, if you use another band like the Beatles and you did this, then they're not alive. You have to find the old files of their voices. It's so much work. Yeah. We're so glad that they're still all together and alive that, it's going to work, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but I'm yeah, so Maddie glad. I'm so glad. I, it's funny because I always think of uh, Kiss and ABBA in terms of each other and I think like yeah. it's like ABBA is the light and Kiss is the dark, you know. It's yeah, like, totally. It's, it's like the good band and the evil band kind of thing, you know. Well, Dynasty was out at the same time as Super Trooper sort of thing because yeah. I remember my brother got Dynasty and I got Super Trooper and we had wars of who was going to use the garage, you know, the garage record player first. It yeah. was just really full on. Like, there was so much 1980 was a really interesting crossover of disco and rock and and then they, you know, Benny gets into the synths and stuff and yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved, uh, oh, you know, obviously he's sort of 
um, would then go on to do heaps of synth uh, throughout the 80s. But I would have loved to see the synth sound develop within ABBA more. Absolutely. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Because they would have had new instruments come in and new keyboards that could do all this stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, I reckon they would have just got the fair light in there. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Couldn't tell you. Maddie would be able to tell me. But, but yeah, there would have been some amazing new synths and you could just imagine. But obviously, um, look – who knows? We can hear it on this re- next record. Yeah. So we should wrap up the show and then we'll we'll play people out for the new single. What do you reckon? That's right. Yeah, for sure. So let's do our big shout out to our new subscribers. Yay. How you My going? God. How you, you going, subscribers? Amazing. Oh, <laughs> fuck. We love yous. We love yous. New Indeed. friends. New friends. There's nothing new better. Friend. Awesome. We'd like to do a shout out to Evelyn. Lilies, a shout out to Ishmael Mabunda, also to Carl, also to Teriyaki, Jonathan Cabrera, Dustin Pernitsky, Charlie Sando, Margaret Salas, Rasha Norris, Kia Ross, Terry, no surname, just Terry, like Madonna, Terry. <laughs> um, uh, also Pamela Connolly, Harriet Miller, and Peter Larson. Peter Larson has been on for a while, but I wanted to mention him because he, he keeps he she deserves a mention. Yeah. There's also Dustin as well. Yeah, Dustin Panitsky. We I mentioned that. Yeah. He's double up on the list there. Good on you guys. Good on you guys. He Thanks was for coming too. on. Board. Oh, that's so Jesse's girl of me, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck, I always do that on our set list. I put Jesse's girl in every fucking set. Just now, in case you want to hear it. We love our new subscribers. You know what you could do, subscribers? Become a Patreon. Become a Patreon yeah. for as little as a dollar. So you become a Patreon, a dollar a month, and you're like a shareholder in this amazing company that is the 80s Montage. We have all different tiers going up. For $10 a month, you get extra episodes and shit, just us talking shit, you know, about stuff. Um, so come on board. But, like, hey, we would be so grateful for a dollar a month. Come on board as a Patreon, guys. Good on you. Thanks for coming on board. Now, also, we have just launched onto 10 new international servers as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and they are Amazon Music and Audible, Yahoo! Player FM, yes. iHeartRadio, which is really exciting, uh, Odyssey, Ghana, Boomplay, Deezer, Deezer. And Google Podcasts as well. So that's really exciting. Really great Absolutely. news. Absolutely. Yeah. So if so you subscribe through any of those, it will come through our Podomatic subscriber list, which is really cool. And just with Patreon, if you do want to become a Patreon, the link is on Podomatic, but you can find everything on the 80s montage.com. And Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. Yeah, that's it. It's a little bit hard to find, so just follow that link, guys. Um, and please get your friends on board. Like, share, rate, review, become a subscriber. Follow us on – hey, why not? Just follow us on all of those platforms. If you mainly listen to, say, Apple Podcasts or something like that, just go through, find us on the others and follow us on those as well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, and I, I was surprised to see so many new people subscribing. Yeah, it's yeah. so gorgeous, and you can give us an iTunes, 
you know, we're on iTunes as well and Spotify and give us a little review on iTunes. And we are on, you know, social media, of course, Facebook, iTunes and so forth. You can always find us on there to have a chat. But write us a little love note in the comments on uh, like uh, iTunes and so forth, yeah? yeah? Write it in the comments underneath. Give us five stars, guys. Give us five stars and a great rating. We've got a great rating as it is. Let's we keep have. it up there. Really exciting. There's only one that hates our guts but we won't go there. Uh, we don't talk about fucking losers. Yeah. Do we? Because we're not redhead or gay. We're both <laughs> of those. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, yeah anyway. We're Idiot. both of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dig guys. Your own grave. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And Very I hope exciting. you've enjoyed this little ABBA special. We really wanted to bring you something. We're going to England to see ABBA, so fucking get on the train, kids. Well, not the train, not from Australia. That won't work. <laughs> For, on the aeroplane, get your fucking vax and your passport. And we'll see you over there. So uh, we'll let you know when we're over there. We might even do a Patreon <laughs> oh, from over there. Oh, the tickets there. you bought were UK tickets. Oh, they have to be. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to the UK. Oh, you didn't know? No, What do you I'm think I booked the fucking social club with no, the latest thinking, cover band? They, they play in Rod Laver, are they? They play, <laughs> they play in the no, Chelsea babe. RSL, are they? We've got to go to London. <laughs> How that's exciting. The thing. Oh, so that's we have really to talk cool. about it. Yes. But for my birthday, I would. Love to go to London oh, with my fuck. friend Jason. We love and we London. Could go and see, because they're building a whole venue for ABBA. Yeah. For the whole show. And uh, I got the email yesterday from Ticketmaster going, Do you want to um, pre sale? And I'm like, Oh, fuck, should I do it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got to go to London. So, Fucking I mean, look. Good on you. Who knows? Who Let's, knows, we'll mate? Fucking, Who knows? We, we'll, we'll need a break by then. I think you we'll can't, be burnt out. Yeah, you can't walk across the street at the moment, but fucking hopefully by then we'll, we'll I know, be like that's right. We can't out do shit at the moment. We can't even be together in the same room, but nah. we're going to London yeah, in yeah. September. Awesome. How exciting. Yeah. Very good. All yeah, right. Well, yeah. Almost equally as exciting as that is we're going to play out with uh, one of the tracks from the new album, Voyage, soon to be released. Uh, this track is, Sammy, Don't, Don't Shut, Shut Me, Shut me down. down. And it's a really cool track. I think you can see some flavours of ABBA come through here. So here it is now. We're going to see you next week. Thank you for listening. We well, love we you Well, we just guys. say. Yeah. Guys, oh, God, yes. If it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. A while ago I heard the sound of children's laughter. Now it's quiet, so I guess they left the park. This wooden bench is getting harder by the hour. The sun is going down, it's getting dark. I realize I'm cold, the rain begins to pour. As I watch the windows on the second floor The lights are on, it's time to go It's time at last to let him know